welcome to another edition of Salt and Light Arts Podcast, where we share the arts seasoned by faith. I'm your host, Joanne Hoy, and today we're going to continue with our artisan devotional series, The History of Arts and God. Last time we studied Exodus 25, 1 through 9. Let's do a little recap. We know that Moses is sitting on the mountaintop with God, and God's decided to live amongst his people, to be there with them. God begins to provide an artistic plan, kind of like basic architecture plans for both the tabernacle of meeting, which basically is the place where God's presence is going to be with his people, along with the Ark of the Covenant. So God lays out his plans and he tells the children of Israel that they're to give an offering for this project. Because you know, when they left Egypt, the Egyptians were much too happy to give them anything they requested. The Egyptians gave them all their gold and precious gems and stones because they were willing to get them anything to get them out of Egypt because they weren't trying to endure an eighth plague. Seven plagues were enough. So the children of Israel had colors of blue and scarlet and purple. They had precious metals of gold, silver, and bronze. They had gemstones, onyx, and other precious gems. And God had requested a special type of wood that he had created called acacia, acacia wood. Acacia wood is a very durable uh, type of wood. So God knew what he was asking for. He wanted something to last a while. So he's letting Moses know that he wants us to be in the presence of his people. Isn't that kind of cool? God is making all these kind of plans because he wants to be with us. He wants to be in our presence. He wants us to be close to him. He wants to experience life as he's given it to us. So the tabernacle of meeting was God's opportunity to be close to his people, to see what, you know, they want and just to spend time with them because he loves us so. Um, But before we get into any more of uh, the study that we have, let's recognize some of our sponsors. See you in a minute. Experience uniquely crafted gifts, ranging from fragrant candles to artisan jewelry and more. Be the lucky swag bag winner of curated gifts donated by your community of artisan. I'm Shawnee Whitehead. I'm personally inviting you to experience festive Christmas shopping with friends. Join us every weekend through December 23rd, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. We'll be at Sears Shopping Center in Temecula Wine Country. To participate as a vendor or musical guest, contact Shawnee at helloamazingmarkets at hotmail.com. Have a Merry Christmas. To the Salt and Light Arts Podcast, where we share the arts seasoned by faith. I'm your host, again, Joanne Hoy, and today we're unpacking Exodus 25, 1 through 22, in our history of the arts and God. 
If you missed part one, hey, take a moment. Go back there and get caught up with the series, number one, so you know exactly where we're going. Okay, but before we unpack God's word, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I come before you just thanking you for this opportunity to serve you in the ways that you've called me to do. God, I ask that you touch each listener and you give them what they stand in need of. Father God, thank you for this day and all that's in it. Help me share your word the way that you would want to reach your artisans that you've called, Father God. Let them know that there's a place and a plan for them in your kingdom and in worship. I thank you again for this opportunity. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, I don't know about you, but that's kind of how I get all my projects started. I start off with prayer. I get into conversation with God and I really start asking him, hey, what it is that you want? What? Guide me, direct me, share with me, show me, reveal to me. And I do it so often now that sometimes I just forget that I'm in prayer and I'm working with the prayer and I'm typing what I see or hear. But prayer is always a great place to get started on projects. This project that we're working on today is our study with the history of the arts and God. And so now we've moved on and we're in Exodus 25 through 10 through 22. So take a moment, if you haven't already, go and get your Bible so that you can kind of follow along. And so, um, as I did last time, I will be sharing the Bible in an audio form, which is, could be a part of something that you put into your artisan's toolbox. And it's the inspired by the Bible experience. And it's a part of a term that I will start to talk about probably a little bit later about artistic layering and how that works out when you're working on projects. I use it all the time. It's something that helps me be a little bit more creative and be more specific and maybe touch other type of learners because you know we have the audio learner, we have the visual learner, we have the kinesthetic learner. And so trying to use all the senses together, artistic layering does just that. But that's going to be in one of my toolbox studies later on. So stay tuned for that. Um, But the Bible experience, the audio that I'm going to play, that you're going to hear, it's from Zondervan Publishing. There's over 200 actors that you may listen to their voices and unrecognize like, hi, I know them. The beautiful audio is broken into the different books of the Bible. So we have the Old Testament. So if you want to purchase that, you can purchase this, the Old Testament. Then they have, of course, the New Testament. And so if you just want those uh, books from the New Testament, they have that. And uh, they also have it broken down to whatever chapter you're working with. Um, So there's an individual books of the Bible. All 66 of them. So that's exciting. Um, It gives me a whole lot of ideas that are just constantly unlimited. So um, I'm excited about that. And um, if you look down in my link, you will get a description of where you can purchase it. So let's unpack the scripture with God. Mm -hmm. 
Have them make an arc of acacia wood, two and a half cubits long, a cubit and a half wide, and a cubit and a half high. Overlay it with pure gold, both inside and out, and make a gold molding around it. Cast four gold rings for it, and fasten them to its four feet, with two rings on one side and two rings on the other. Then make poles of acacia wood and overlay them with gold. Insert the poles into the rings on the sides of the ark to carry it. The poles are to remain in the rings of this ark. They are not to be removed. Then put in the ark the tablets of the covenant law, which I will give you. Make an atonement cover of pure gold, two and a half cubits long, and a cubit and a half wide, and make two cherubim out of hammered gold at the ends of the cover. Make one cherub on one end and the second cherub on the other. Make the cherubim of one piece with the cover at the two ends. The cherubim are to have their wings spread upward, overshadowing the cover with them. The cherubim are to face each other, looking toward the cover. Place the cover on top of the ark and put in the ark the tablets of the covenant law that I will give you. There above the cover, between the two cherubim that are over the ark of the covenant law, I will meet with you and give you all my commands for the Israelites. Wow. I love Inspired by the Bible Experience audio CDs. I simply love them. I mean, it's a way for you to kind of just get in. In place with God, it's just amazing what the actors did. It draws you into the storyline of what's going on, giving it a touch of realness. I'm playing with your imagination. I just simply love it. So back to our study at hand, we are looking at Exodus 25, 10 through 22. In verse 10, God is introducing the actual make making of the Ark of the Covenant. Um, he's giving you the dimensions. Um, covenant, a covenant is a promise, God's promise. He's talking about placing the Ten Commandments as we know them into the Ark of Covenant. And so the Ark of Covenant kept the actual tablets that God created for the children of Israel and Moses brought back down from Mount Harab. So he's looking to be amongst his people, being with them. And the Ark of Covenant uh, represents the place that they will meet him or where Moses will meet him when the tabernacle is finished. So the Ark of the Covenant, as he gives the dimensions, is approximately 45 inches long and 27 inches wide and deep. And so, again, when you're thinking as an artist, you can see that God is really detailing the artwork that he wants to happen for the Ark of the Covenant. And so he's very specific knowing exactly what he wants. And isn't that like uh, God to 
when he calls you as an artisan and you see different things or hear different things that it's real specific it's really you know to the point where you can just follow the plan that he's given to you and I know that's what I do I do that time and time again I click into God and I listen to what he has and he does give me specific directions so me I write them down or um, I created I usually take notes so I don't forget exactly what he told me to do so that I can follow it detail by detail I love that part of it and that's exactly what he's doing for the Ark of the Covenant in, ch- in verse 11 he starts to share what he wants the, he wants the pure gold for the Ark of the Covenant and the different types of molding with gold all around. So the Ark of the Covenant has gold inside and outside all around. This is where the gold that the people are offering that they're going to make um, this particular project for God. Then he says in verse 12 that you'll cast four rings of gold for it. You know, put them on the corners. So again, being very detailed, almost you're getting a visual picture. Even if you want to take a quick minute to see what the Ark of the Covenant is, you know me, I love Google. Go on and Google it. And I think that will help you see what God's plans were for making an Ark of the Covenant, which represents his presence, which represents reverencing him and worshiping him. And he does it with an artist frame of mind. So artisans, again, be encouraged that God does speak to you. He does let you know what he wants you to do. So be aware that sometimes your ideas may not have been on your own. They actually may have been for God. Just letting you know that, hey, this is what I look at. Or you get an idea. I know it happens to me time and time again. Where I'm working on a project, I know I'm in link with God, in conversation, as I say, with God. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I'm not even thinking it because I'm trying to busy finish up something else. I get this drop of an idea. Of course, I think it's wonderful and I praise him right away because I know it's nothing that I thought of, but I instantly get an idea. Be sensitive to that because a lot of times it is the Holy Spirit speaking through to you, letting you know, hey, add this to this particular dance or add this chorus to this or add this color blend this in I mean there's so many different things and sometimes even with a group when it's a group project I've seen it happen again even with my own dance ministries that he will share an idea with someone else and you will see that it is agreed upon and everyone else sees it too so that we actually can choreograph a dance that God is wanting to minister to his people so again he's very specific Um, And it gives you visual ideas. And it says that, verse 13 says, that you may make the post, again, out of that strong wood, acacia wood. Um, And again, put them in the gold and overlay them with gold so that the poles in verse 14 and 15, he talks about that. And he talks about that the gold the poles are not to be taken so it's a part of the furnishings again if you get a chance to google the ark of the covenant 
I think that this particular uh, series on God and um, him sharing his architecture and his art designs for the tabernacle meeting and for the Ark of the Covenant will definitely help, you know, visually put you into uh, what it says here in Exodus 25. We're going to move on to uh, verse number 16, where it says that um, that uh, he's going to, when he's done with all of this, this is where he's going to put the Ten Commandments or the Ark of Testimony, um, the tablets that um, God created um, for the laws that were used for the children of Israel prior to Jesus coming. But he gave those laws so they could have them and they could actually see them. He wanted them to see them. So again, God uses a lot of senses as well. He didn't just tell Moses, which is hearing or audio sensory. He gave him something visual that he wrote so that the people could see that he was speaking directly to them and that they had something that that was going to be something that would last for a while, that the tablets were a representation from what God wanted his people to do in service to him. Pretty cool when you really, you know, dig down into some of these nuggets that maybe you had glossed over. But here, as we're unpacking this particular scripture, you can actually see the artist in God, the creator in God. He loves to create, and we benefit from that. So we're moving on to verse number 17. We're going to talk about the mercy seat. And the mercy seat is actually um, where the cherubims are going to be seated, are going to sit. And as you read on into verses 18 and 19 and all the way to 20, you will see that the cherubims have a specific position. There's a specific request that God has for them to look like. Um, And he talks about how to position them, how one is on one end and the others on the others and their, and their wings are outstretched um, facing each other. Um, So there you can see that cherubim, which is another word to say angel, I guess it's a certain type of angel. Again, Google will really help with this, but take a moment and uh, um, check that out so you can really kind of follow this particular scripture of where God is laying out his his desires for his presence to be um, with his people and to dwell upon it. In the Bible verse, I love it. He, they were saying dwell upon. He wants to dwell with his people. And that's just like amazing to me that God would create all these different types of artistic projects so that you could see him through the arts. I don't know if you're seeing it like that, but I definitely am. I'm definitely seeing that God is creating this amazing art project so I can see the heart of God and he can be in my presence. I don't know, but I'm excited all over again just to see about that. Um, Just thinking about that, that's just really awesome. Um, And then the piece that they're making with the cherubims facing each other and their wings are outstretched. um, It's all going to be placed in one piece. And again, this is all covered with gold. So again, the elegance of God, just his presence of 
what he knows represents him in, in a great fashion. Gold is one of those uh, metals where it just is kind of elegant and it it shows um, some type, sometimes I, I hate to use the word class, but a certain type of class that you're in. And so God is using the best of the materials that he created on earth to represent his presence. And so um, the gold and the silver and the bronze are some of the things that we use um, for a lot of different things. But again, again God showing um, exactly what he wants with that. So um, I love that. And then um, he gives directions again that when this ark is done, he's going to place the tablets, the Ten Commandments in the ark. And so the ark represents so many different things, um, but it's just exciting to kind of take a different look at the scripture. And again, look at how God is, um, you know, using, will be using the artists. And so if you're one of those artisans that are like, I just never saw this portion of the Bible from an artistic point of view, this is what God wants you to know that you have a place for him. He hasn't stopped using the artisans. He hasn't stopped using them in the worship. Sometimes we get so caught up in thinking that the only time an artist is visual and vital to God is when they're singing praise and worship. Yes, that is an artistic talent, but that's not the only one. There's so many others. And so if you get a chance to go to my website, saltandlightarts.com, you will see that I start unpacking and sharing all kinds of different types of arts, whether it's music or visual or kinetic worship. I mean, there's just different spoken word, poetry. There's just so many things that God uses and it's not just connected to someone standing on platform and a worship service and singing. That is not the only worship that God has. And so um, I want to encourage those that are like myself. I'm a choreographer. I could have never even imagined that dance and worship went together. But you know what? I did some research and I found some and I have an article on the dance in the worship. Um, I'm, a, I'm a writer. I write poetry. I write a dramatic productions. I write different things. Um, I'm gifted in different areas, just listing a couple of them. So I know when I sit there sometimes and I'm comparing myself with those that are up there and they're talking about praise and worship. But praise and worship is just not music driven. Um, when you think about the King David, which will be another series, he danced before the Lord. He made musical instruments. There are so many things that we will unpack um, as the podcast grows and you're listening. So I want to encourage those that aren't just music driven or they're songstress. 
artists or singers that that is not the only worship that God has created. And in Exodus, really close, you can't miss Genesis, Exodus, the second book in the Bible of the New Testament. God lays out an artistic plan of how he wants to worship. And we will cover um, the people and how he placed his spirit inside those people who are inspired by arts, giving them a heightened sense of what he really wanted. So I want to close in prayer because as you can see, I can just keep going on and on and on. And I really need to break this down and unpack it so that it's meaningful to you. Um, So let's close in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this time on the podcast. I thank you for allowing me to share and encourage other artisans who are up and coming and thinking about sharing their gifts and talents to you in worship, praising you, Father God. Father God, I thank you for the visual artists. I thank you for the dancer and kinesthetic worship, Father God. I I thank you for the musicians. I, I thank you for the singers. I thank you for the spoken word poetry, the artists who live, and all the other different types of arts that maybe aren't really Uh, included when we talk about praise and worship but God you're so mindful to have me do this podcast and I'm grateful to open the minds using your scripture your word father God to let them know that there's a place at the table for them and God I'll give you all glory and honor and I bless you in Jesus name amen Hey, you know, this is Joanne, your host of Salt and Light Arts Podcast, where we share the arts season by faith. So until the next time, take a moment if you haven't um, got to hear the first podcast of the history of the arts and God and get caught up. And as you can see, I'm, I'm giving you some things to add into your toolbox. Definitely um, the audio CD of Inspired by the Bible Experience. Again, a wonderful tool to place there. Um, I use it, as you can see, for a lot of different things. Um, and we'll be using this uh, again. So thanks for listening. And if you have any questions, hey, you can always hit me up over at saltandlightarts.com. And um, I'll get back to you if you send me something. You want suggestions or ideas for things for me to cover, I'm happy to do it. Um, Just let me know. So I look forward to hearing from you. And so until the next time. Peace.